Hi, this is Kalia. And this is Chris. And this is It's, it's a, a Queer, queer thing. thing. On this show, we focus on politics, civil rights, news, and entertainment. And on this show, we have special guests and interviews focusing on issues relevant to the LGBTQ plus community. So let's get to it. Hey, Chris. Hey, Kalia. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2024. It is That's, 2024. That sounds so weird, doesn't it? You know, it kind of does. Let me tell you something. As you know, I was born in 1980 and you were, you know, not. But whatever. The point is, when I was born in 1980, every, every year I knew exactly how old I was going to turn based on the end of the year. So like in 1987, I turned seven, right? You right, know? right, in, right. 1996 I turned 16 okay fine so because you were born in an even year okay yeah wait you were born in what year 1980 so a year I graduated high school you bitch okay so in my head even though I know that the year 2004 is the year I turned 24 there's this little part of me that's like it's 2024 and I'm turning 24 (laughs) how old am I I don't know just add an extra 20 years and then I know. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I was born in I was born in 61, so it's I'm one year off of the, you know, the, the, the even easy, number. The easy yeah. math. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so did you have a good New Year Day, New Year's Eve, New Year Day, Chris? It's been a little while since. Yeah, I mean, we went to other. your party yeah. uh, uh, on that Friday and then New Year's Eve, we stayed in because, you know, I don't, you know, and then all night long after midnight, I just sat on the couch and hit my car alarm every five minutes because the car alarm kept going <laughs> off because of all the fireworks. So we didn't, we don't, we don't go out on New Year's Eve anymore. How uh, about you? I went to a party. I uh-huh. had a lot of fun and got to spend some time with some special people and still made it home at 11:30 and so I You was got able... home at 11:30 from a I New was... Year's Eve party? Well, the point was that I was able to sit on the couch and watch the ball go down and be like, oh, "Hooray!" Okay. and then immediately go to bed. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but you can do that at 9 o'clock cuz it's midnight in New York, so. Yeah, but then I would have missed the party. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, and then I went for a nice long walk on New Year's Day, and that was wonderful. Got to be out in nature and, and set, like, the the whole feeling of the year. I'm going to be doing good things for my body, good things for my mind, good things for my soul. I'm just... Okay, well, uh, let me bring a little... Let me bring a little reality to that fucking positivity. You know what year this is, right? It's election year. I it's election year, and it's going <laughs> to be hell. It's already starting. Um, I, I like... 20 the sound of 2024 because i like even numbers for some weird reason so i like the sound of it but oh my god if we can get if we get through this year uh, you and i will have a lot to fucking talk about this year let me just say it's going to be a it's going to be a rough ride yeah so and i i I agree with you i advise people to maybe as political as you and i are and news hounds as we are this year might be the year to step back a little bit just a little and temper your 
commitment to news and politics because it's going to get really intense around September, October. So um, oh, it's, it, it's going to be gonna, rough year. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and there's already debates happening and there's already polling. It's it's nuts out there. So yeah, self-care again, self-care, take exactly. care of yourself, do good yeah. things for your mind and for your I body agree. and your I heart. Totally, yeah, totally agree. <laughs> what I'm totally doing agree. Over yeah. here. But okay. So in today's episode, listeners, we are going to talk about some news. We're going to revisit a new story from 2023 and give you an update on it. And we're going to do that in just a second. And then we're going to have a really cool interview with James Hensley, who runs DNL Floral. And he's going to talk to us all about Valentine's Day. And it was a fascinating interview. It went in a couple directions that I wasn't expecting. Very excited about that. But stick around after that interview, because then we have a couple of more news stories. Mine are mostly positive, I will tell you. And we have a wonderful conversation scheduled about vulvas and G-spots. You're oh, not gonna, Chris can't wait for that conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> so, I, I am planning a penis conversation to be coming up in one of the next episodes, just so you know. Before we get to all that fun... I want to, like I said, revisit a story that we have been following as longtime listeners know. We were able to interview somebody from Penn America about the lawsuit that's making its way through the courts right now. And we were also able to interview George M. Johnson. That was back in August. A great interview. You should go back and listen to that. But this is really cool. This is breaking news as of yesterday. And here's the headline. I'm just going to read the headline to y'all. In when... For free expression, judge rules lawsuit challenging the Escambria County, Florida book bans can move forward. So this whole Pan America court case thing was hinging on a couple of things. And there was a chance that they weren't even going to be allowed to go to court and and have their day in court. But they are. They're going to get to go to court and have their day in court. And the judge issued the ruling that the first of its kind federal lawsuit against the Escambia County School Board for improperly removing books from the library shelves can indeed proceed. The judge decided that the plaintiffs of the case, and this includes Pen America Penguin, Random House, Banned Books, Authors, and Parents have standing to pursue their claims under the First Amendment. So importantly, he found that the state's argument that its decision to ban books is immune from the First Amendment holds no merit. So that's interesting and important. And there's a picture of our friend George M. Johnson holding his books on the court steps. Do you see that? Yep, it's pretty cool. Um, Since the lawsuit was filed last spring, the district has removed additional books due to the passage of new state laws, including HB 1069. Earlier this week, Pet America released a list, you guys, of more than 1,600 titles, 1,600, which have been banned pending investigation in this one county. This is the best part of the article, this sentence right here. The list which was originally acquired by the Florida Freedom to Read Project, includes five dictionaries. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Can you believe that, that they're removing dictionaries now? Oh, the horror! <laughs> now, what is it? what do they say is the reasoning for them doing that? And the word homosexual could be the new yeah, dictionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the word affirmative action. Access or, to information. Knows? God yeah. forbid children have information. 
Yeah. So I know we had talked when we talked with Penn America about potentially using the 14th Amendment, and that is not um, a, a legal saying they're going to be allowed to use, but they can definitely argue their case under the First Amendment. And so our hearts are with them. Rah, rah, go, go. This is a really big, important step. Very um, important case, people. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that it's going to be allowed to be moving forward. So kind of on the heels of that, there's another place that I get a lot of my information from, and I'd like to share this resource with you all. It's called Every Library, everylibrary.org, basically. They are monitoring state legislation during the 2024 congressional session. Basically, they want to keep track of all the one, the bills that are going to limit Americans' freedoms to read and think for themselves, of course, right? So right. like, of course, they're going to look at all the laws that um, would allow for criminal prosecution for librarians, educators, higher education education, faculty, museum, professionals, et cetera, et cetera. And on their website, they actually have a whole list of all the bills that are concerning, which is a long list. And so that's kind of scary. But then they also have this cool interactive map where you can click on a state to see the bill information and the take action links. And there are there are some states that are white. There's no, you know, nothing's going on really in that state. Then there's a couple states that are kind of like the this pink color you know there's there's more than a dozen of those then there's a, a half a dozen of like a salmon color you got one russet color and then three dark red states where like these are like the states where the most crap oh we can curse on this because it's the podcast huh? the most shit is happening in these states <laughs> so chris do you want to guess the three states that are red on this map Meaning the most banning and the most... It's uh, the states that have the most bills in the current federal congressional session. So, like, don't think Florida. Florida is white. There's no... Florida. I would say Tennessee is one of them. You, that is not... Tennessee, it has three bills, so it is in that salmon color. All right, so Texas... Texas doesn't have any right now, surprisingly, but its neighbor to the north, Oklahoma, has Oklahoma. Eight. Okay. Alabama. One, you know, the South is actually not as bad as you'd think in some ways. Alabama doesn't have any, but Georgia has two, and South Carolina has nine. And then the other big red one is this one kind of surprised me Wisconsin with seven. I've been so, reading a lot about Wisconsin lately. So yeah, yeah they're a Wisconsin, mess. Oklahoma, and then South Carolina. South Carolina with nine. So yeah. What about Ohio? What does it say about Ohio? Ohio Lakes? has yeah. one. Yeah, because I'm going to talk about Ohio a little later, and it's a mess right now in a lot of ways. Yep. Anyways, I will put the link to this in the show notes on our blog post that we post for the show because it's interesting and a good resource as we go into, the, like you said, the 2024 election cycle. So- and we will oh. have to hold each other close as we go into this <laughs> 2024 election cycle. Indeed, indeed. Speaking of holding each other close, we all know the value. See, I, I just give it to you. I you just do. feed it to you. Oh, give it to me, Chris. Uh, yes. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Hang on. Turn the cameras off. <laughs> as you all know. Valentine's Day is vastly approaching. And of course, we'll talk about it more in depth next month when we're closer. But here is your personal reminder, listeners, that if you are planning on ordering flowers, now would be a good time. 
don't wait till the last minute. That's crappy. Don't do it. Just do don't it do now. Don't do it. Do it now. Yeah. And if you're thinking, oh, maybe I don't know about the relationship, do it anyway. Nobody doesn't yeah, like flowers. Yeah, flowers can't be bad. Flowers can't be bad. We're Although in the interview, we'll talk to James <laughs> Actually, about- Actually, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, about some bad flower There's deliveries. There's a couple. Yeah, yeah, please don't yeah. send flowers for the person you're stalking. Please don't stalk people. There we go. The end. If you but... have a restraining order, don't send flowers. It's that simple, people. Right. But if you're in a happily requited romantic entanglement, or not even romantic, I mean, I think Valentine's Day is a beautiful, you know, wonderful tradition. And also, there's a lot of people out there who deserve love, and it's not always romantic love. So yeah, you know, they do a Valentine. They I always ask James every year about Valentine's Day. They don't do shit for that, so it doesn't really fly. But um, okay. Well, some restaurants do it and some girl groups do it. And I'm just saying that they, they just don't send flowers to each other. But Oh, that's yeah, that's probably true. But let's listen to who sends flowers to who and where and when and how and have James give us all the very interesting flower details that you never knew you needed to know. So, James, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is James Hensley. I am the general manager of DNL Floral here in Fresno, California. I manage all the locations and take care of the business. I have also seen DNL Roses. Is that the same or are they different companies? It is the same. It, it began as DNL Roses over 40 years ago. Okay. And when the current ownership who I work for took it over six seven years ago we have rebranded it into dnl floral to kind of establish our own identity and move in a more forward fashion with our product and our brand okay so you branched beyond the roses correct you like my my plant pun there the branching yes, yes thank you well because <laughs> it used to be didn't it used to be the huts which were at cedar and Blackstone and before Clovis. I mean, basically the, the old idea of DNL was buy a dozen roses for what, $9.99? Uh, they used to have a rose special for $4.99 and those were the smaller, uh, what we call a spray rose. So it was uh, much in the vein of the old Conroy's locations in Los Angeles, a dozen roses for $4.99 and it was a small sweetheart rose. It wasn't a standard rose. Oh. Okay. So, and as an out and proud gay man who runs a flower shop, that just ticks all the boxes, right? That's a... it, it kind of does. It's sort <laughs> of assumed when customers come in that any of the gentlemen that are working in the shop are gay. And, and actually, most of them are, with the exception of our delivery drivers. <laughs> so, let's ask you this. Do you think gay florists put together better arrangements than straight florists? I think we have a level of creativity and a vision that's a little bit different. I do know some very talented straight designers, but I think we bring that extra little flair um, and design element to the flowers that maybe wouldn't necessarily be there. That makes sense. A little bit of flair for the dramatics and also the encouragement of creativity and thinking outside the box a little bit. Absolutely. So who frequents dnl so what are your what's your average customer you have an average customer we don't we have been expanding our customer base in the last five years 
to include, we have customers that are from the high end of town that like to spend three and $400 on an arrangement. And we have customers that come in looking to spend 15 to $20 for an arrangement. Mm -hmm. So we run the gamut and we're open to anybody who comes in. We will work with them, work with their budget and, and do the best we can. And do you have like corporate accounts, corporations that come to you for arrangements? We certainly do. We have a couple of the major hospitals. We have casinos. We have legal companies, uh, attorney corporations that have standing accounts. We deal with uh, some hospice agencies and a lot of nursing homes in the area. So let's say I wanted to send flowers to somebody that I like. To Chris. Do you want to send them to Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for argument's sake, let's pretend I like Chris and I want to send him <laughs> flowers. Um, why why would a random customer want to use a brick and mortar DNL as opposed to like a one eight hundred flowers or an ftd.com? Excellent question. And I Thank will you. tell you the the very best answer I can give you. When you speak to a local florist, when you go into their shop or you talk to them on the phone, we know exactly what it is you're looking for, the value that you're willing to spend, and we can work with you to expedite delivery. When you go through a company such as 1-800-Flowers or any of the clearinghouses that are out there, they charge you additional fees and send us generally about half of what you spend to fill the order. Huh. So if you purchase $100 worth of flowers off one of these clearinghouse sites and they send it to us to fill the order because they don't have a brick and mortar shop, you spend $100 with them, they send us $50. Hmm. And they expect us to fill what you were told you were getting for $50, but you paid 100 for, they expect us to do it for $50 minus the delivery fee. So that takes you down to around $35. Wow. So when you receive the flowers that you sent to Chris, you're not happy with what you got because it's not at all the value that you purchase. It's simply what they paid us to make. And plus, isn't it also that when you go through those clearinghouses, it's it's a very prescribed version of a flower arrangement. Whereas if they talk to you personally, they can say, I want A, B, C, D. Yes. Clearing houses offer specific arrangements that are carried through the FTD service or the Teleflora service or their own, you know, creative groups that come up with the arrangements. But if you're talking to a florist directly and locally, you can tell them she doesn't like this flower. He doesn't like that flower. We don't want to use this. We'd like to some have something a little higher end and make a better presentation. Mm -hmm. um, I personally know my husband cannot stand a carnation. So that's something you can tell us directly that they don't like carnations or they don't like certain flowers. And we can work with you directly as opposed to looking at a catalog. All right. So what are the big holidays for you guys? The biggest holidays for you guys? The biggest holiday that we go through every year is Mother's Day. And the second largest, of course, is Valentine's Day. And the reason we like to say in the industry is because everyone has a mother, not everyone has a lover. <laughs> oh. So they, they tend to spend for the mother, of course, they have to send something. Otherwise, they're in deep, deep trouble. And it's a little lower 
order count on Valentine's Day, but the Valentine's Day orders carry more of the accessories that go with the arrangements, like a bear or candy or balloons and other things, because they have to show the woman how much they love her. Or the man. Or the man. And we we have a saying in the business that if you send it to the company where they work at, you better do it big because everybody else is going to see it. <laughs> now tell me, is it is it is it more often? I mean, I think we probably assume it's more often men sending to women than women sending to men. Is there a standard for that? I mean, is are, do men send to men? Do women send to women, etc.? There has been in the last few years a huge uptick in same-sex flower sending. I would say the majority of that uptick is done from woman to woman. There are a lot of men who send flowers to their partners, to the people they are dating, to their husbands. There is no longer that that shame for a gentleman to receive flowers at work. Like it used to be considered kind of, you know, effeminate. If somebody sent you flowers at work, but with the gains that our community has made in society, people are more willing to accept and recognize our love when it comes to things, you know, coworkers, you know, you know, your coworkers personal life pretty much. So, you know, if you're getting flowers that, you know, say for you, Chris, hopefully if I send you flowers at work, they're going to know it's from me, you know. Well, maybe you don't know. I mean, who knows? Well, one time I got flowers at work and I called the person I was sleeping with and I was like, thank you so much for the flowers. And he was like, I did not send you flowers. Oh. <laughs> was there no card message? Oh, there was. I just hadn't read it. It was from an ex. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, see, wow. we, do, we do get a lot of requests for anonymous delivery. Oh, which no. is we you know we if it's noted in the in the order we cannot give out the name of the sender oh that's creepy <laughs> and it is to a degree but then nine times out of ten the people kind of guess but we can't say yes or no but don't you have um recipients who sometimes call and go who the hell sent me these flowers oh yes oh yes and yeah. we have people who refuse flowers on a not very consistent, but it does happen. Who would refuse flowers? Hey, if you've ever been stalked. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, I have. I, that, yeah. it, it's true. I have been stalked, but not with flowers. We, but We actually one time delivered flowers to a news anchor here in town. And within a half an hour of delivering the flowers, the police were at our shop asking us who sent the flowers and we had to tell them you have to come back with a warrant because we cannot due to confidentiality of the customer tell you who sent the flowers and they came back 40 minutes later with a warrant oh my god they came back with a warrant wait yes there's, because there's this this forest? news anchor had been being stalked by a person and it, it upset her quite a bit that she had received flowers at work florist confidentiality that's that's new. I, it's, wow. Well, it's it's sort of a thing. If they ask us to do that at the beginning, you know, or if they say, please don't tell her who it's from, we have to respect that. Now, if they call, we will call the sender and say, okay, she, Kaylee is on the phone. She wants to know if we can tell her who sent the flowers. Yeah. And if he says no, we have to abide by that. Ah, that's creepy. So note to all of your listeners, if you send me flowers, please put a name on your card because <laughs> okay. otherwise I will be scared. I don't and like note it. note to Kalia, <laughs> please read the card. <laughs> all right. So tell us um, Valentine's Day is the 
Well, Mother's Day is the most crazy time, but Valentine's Correct. Day is number two. Yes. How do you prep for something like that when you know it's coming? Like, how far in advance does the preparation start? We start prepping for Valentine's Day around October. Oh, my God. Yeah. We are, we are in contact with our grower in Ecuador beginning in the middle of October. Ecuador. And you get your flowers from Ecuador. <clears throat> we do. We do. They are grown on a farm that's on the side of a volcano. Wow. And oh. we we get either uh, most companies use Colombian or Ecuadorian roses because they tend to have a a larger head on the flower and they last a little bit longer when properly taken care of. But we start in October, mid-October, and then into November, conferring with our growers, making sure they're going to have the product available, working on numbers, and getting an idea based upon past performances of, depending on the day of the week. Say This year, it's on a Wednesday. Is so that good or bad? It's good. So we went back through and looked at the last time it was on a Wednesday. And did a comparative note taking on how many orders we received that Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, because that gives us a gauge as to how busy it could possibly be. Oh, all the people who wait till the last minute? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There are people that do that. But for the majority, I mean, it, it tells us that certain days of the week are very good for Valentine's Day. Other days of the week are not. Mondays are horrible hmm. because most people have had a three-day weekend because there's generally a President's Day holiday around Mother's Day now, or Valentine's Day. The last two years, the Super Bowl has been on the Sunday prior to Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. as it will be again this year. And if you have that three-day weekend, a lot of people take their partners out of town and spend the weekend. So they don't necessarily order flowers to be delivered on the 14th if it's on a Monday, because right. she won't be at work for everybody to see. So right. does that Super Bowl influence make a lot of men forget about Valentine's Day because yes. they're so tied up in the Super Bowl? Yes, until the end of the day on Sunday. And we <laughs> generally have an uptick of about 30% in online orders that come in over Sunday night onto Monday. Because the men say, oh, shit, I because forgot to do this. Because the men say, oh, shit, it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so how many roses do you guys order average every year? I think this year because roses are the most common, right? Of course, of okay. course. I think this year we're going to order probably close to fifteen thousand. Wow! Between the grower and then buying local, if we tend to look like we're running out. The last few years, of course, have been a little weird with the trail end of the pandemic, with so many different options available for people now, and the holidays where they have three-day weekends or if they take their partners out of town or do something special, then it, it cuts into it a little bit. But um, on top of the roses, we also order hundreds and hundreds of carnations and lilies and tulips and iris and all the other garden flowers that go into all the different arrangements. Tulips, my favorite. And we have three semi-trucks parked out in the alley behind our building. And they have all of our back stock and all of the arrangements that we make on a daily basis. We store those and then we'll have them ready to be shipped out the following day. And Kalia, what are your favorite flowers? Um, I like lilies. I don't really like the way they smell, but I like the way they look. <laughs> well, lilies? Asiatic yeah. lilies would be a choice for you then. Because Asiatics don't have the, the scent that 
in and Asia, and it's, they're called oriental lilies or uh, stargazers. Those are the ones that have the high scent. Mm, yeah, I think they're really pretty, but I just, yeah. I, yeah, they're they're too smelly. And then I I think daisies are really pretty. They're very spring and summer flowers, and I like, I like spring daisies, and yeah. summer. But on top, and and again, on top of the holidays, you know, being that it's Valentine's Day, we also have to deal with people passing away and. Yeah, there's always high schools that have winter formals that weekend or, you know, so we have a multitude of things going on, not just Valentine's, but it all comes together on that one week. Yeah, that's right. All the corsages and Mm -hmm. and weddings, right? You know, weddings at the courthouse are a big thing. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, people come in and they say, I just need a bouquet and then some boutonnieres for tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah. because it's last minute. Mm -hmm. So. What do you suggest to people on how to prepare for their flower arrangements for Valentine's Day or any other day of the year? Well, I mean, the number one thing for Valentine's Day or any other major holiday is to try to order as early as you can. I I know that sometimes people aren't quite sure as to, you know how deep the relationship is going at that point, but it's better to place an order and have it there and call and say, I, I need to cancel the order, then it is to try and scramble around on Valentine's Day at three o'clock in the afternoon and find something. Because I can I can tell you from experience, having gone to some of the local grocery stores where we buy what we call our in-need flowers, like I'll go to a Trader Joe's or to Avon's floral department if I need something that I'm out of. Every year on Valentine's Day by 8.15, the stores are empty of flowers because there's such a mad rush of people who didn't order or didn't think about it, and then they run in at the last minute. So always order as soon as you think about it, and you have the option to cancel. We don't charge you if if we don't fill the order. You know what I'm really interested in, though, is what you just said about are there people that do vengeful flower orders or breakup flower orders or divorce flower orders we have we have people who call us and ask us especially during valentine's day if we have black roses oh we have people who ask us if we have dead roses oh oh my god um we have people who have requested simply just the stem and no petals (laughs) Have you, do you do that? We can do that. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. We had, I told so you, petty. Chris, we had a gentleman, not this past year, but the year before, came in and bought a $200 arrangement and then asked us for a small piece of ribbon. He took his wedding ring off, <gasps> put it through, put the ribbon through it, tied it to the arrangement, and, and he was having it delivered. And put a note on the arrangement that said, this is the last gift you will ever get from me. Oh, my God. And that was it. (laughs) That was it. Wow. So I think that's interesting. So people can make unusual requests of Of you guys. Of course. So I have a question because, Mm -hmm. as you probably know, like the language of flowers, especially in like the lesbian world and the old Victorian stuff, like, like the flowers coded messages and stuff so do people ever call you and they're they're like i need a flower that says x y and z help me find the right flower that translates to this or that or the other thing they do or uh the most common question we have is what color rose do i buy if i want to convey this 
Mm-hmm. So, oh, everyone... so are roses color coded to mean yeah. certain yes. things? Yes. Yes. That, everyone... Oh, like white. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let me see. Let me see if I know. Because okay. I, because at one point I feel like I knew. So, yellow roses is friendship. Mm-hmm. Pink roses are like new love. Mm-hmm. White roses are like love that past death. Red roses are like love passion. And Correct. peach roses, I can't remember. Am I right? Uh, peach peach roses and lavender roses are generally roses that are chosen for mothers. Okay. Okay. The white rose symbolizes the purest love there is. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of times those are, that's why they're used so often in funeral flowers. Because okay. it's, you know, your your love for your mother was the purest that you could have, you know. And you can do, rain- you guys do rainbow roses too, we right? We do rainbow roses and we also do a blue tinted rose. What does the blue tinted rose mean? It, it doesn't have any specific meaning. It's just a really beautiful rose and it's a unique kind of rose. And a green rose symbolizes a rebirth of kind. So, I mean, it's sort of like a spring type thing. For our community, for the LGBTQ plus community, you can do a rainbow, a pride rainbow rose, right? Yes. Now, are those harder to come by? Are they something that you run out of? Do you have a lot of those? No, we we have a, a wholesaler in Miami that I can call on a weekly basis. If I need them every week, I can say I need two boxes of rainbows traditional rainbows or they'll do like at the holidays they'll do christmas rainbows which are red green and white during mother's day they have specialty tinted roses that are more on the lavenders and purple and pink side so they they create these stem dyed roses for specific occasions but thanks to my wholesaler in miami i can call him on a monday and say i need rainbow roses for tomorrow and he can have them shipped overnight and you guys spray paint roses too, right? We also paint all flowers, actually. All yes. flowers, right. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this, because so many people talk to you about this. How to care for cut flowers? Okay. So the main thing you need to know when you receive a bouquet of flowers that have been delivered from a, a florist or someone brings them to you, always, always within one day, change the water and then pull the stems out of the vase and cut a small piece about an eighth of an inch off the bottom of the stem of the flower, not the greenery, but the flower. Because what happens is when you place flowers that are cut in water, as we know, they are already dying because they've been cut from the plant. Oh, that's sad. Let's not talk about that. Okay, let's talk about that. Well, no, as Sarah Silverman says, you are basically a hospice worker at that point. Your your job is to keep them hydrated and comfortable. So... Cut a little piece of the stem off at the bottom of the, the flower, and that allows the water to drink through the stem because with all the minerals and all the junk that's in the water that you can't see, that clogs up the bottom of the stem so the flower can't drink, and that causes it to wilt faster. And do you suggest these little flower, these little supplement packets that people get? Flower food is a great thing to have. We offer them for free at our shop when you buy flowers. 
change your water every two to three days, depending upon how cloudy it gets. And when you change your water each time, cut a little piece of that stem off to open up the stem. Keep flowers away from direct sources of that, heat. Heat. That's what I was going to say. No, In the winter, no. when you when you bring me flowers and we put them on the table by the heater. That's not good. Yeah, they, they yeah, grow. They have to be away from direct lines of heat. And most flowers do not like, if you put them in a window, in front of an open, you know, a window, and there's no shade on the outside of that window, and you have sun beating on that window, that window increases the temperature of the sun immensely, and it causes the flowers to dry out at the petal. Yeah, yeah. So we always recommend, don't put them in front of a window with direct light. Good Lord in Fresno, don't leave anything out on the patio during the summertime, <laughs> you know, but always keep them away from a heat source. And even having them directly under a, a lamp light is not good for them. And aren't roses like one of the most susceptible? They that Those are the flowers yes. that tend to die as fast as they possibly can, right? Absolutely. But the nice thing about a rose is when you get you, when we get our roses from our growers, they all have what we call a guard petal around the rose, which is the outer petals of the rose. We take those off before we send them out because those are guarding the rose itself from all the elements when it's growing on the vines or on the bush. So you can take that outer petal off. And then as you have the rose in your house, if the outer petals start to wilt, you can simply pinch them and pull them off. And you'll get a little more days of use out of the inner inner core of the bud. So I know that people have pets and cats can't mm -hmm. eat certain flowers. So mm -hmm. are roses safe for cats or is that? Roses are safe for cats and dogs, yes. Okay. okay. The, the, the dangerous plant for or flower for cats is, is any type of a lily. <laughs> uh oh so so listeners don't send chris or i any lilies because we yeah, both have yeah. cats we have yes. cats yeah. well if if you have cats that tend to go towards the plant now we have a yeah. cat in the shop and she will go and she will nestle amongst the flower arrangements before we send them out when they're sitting on the table and she'll go over and smell some of them and stuff but she doesn't chew any of the plants she so doesn't as long as they don't chew them they're okay right. my cat right. is a chewer for sure yeah, yeah. But okay. roses are safe. Good to know. Okay. All right. So Valentine's Day this year is February 14th, right? It's still February 14th? Yes. On a Wednesday. Which is a Wednesday, about a month away. And you're looking for drivers, right? We are always looking for part-time drivers for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or the three days prior to Valentine's Day. Because those will be the busy days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But we're always looking for part-time drivers to help out during the holiday. And Mother's Day as well. Mother's Day as well. We provide the vehicle. We have the insurance. What do they have to have? What does the driver have to have? They have to have a clean driver's record. No drugs, no alcohol, of course. And, you know, we, we always tell them you're representing the company when you're out on the road. When you're out delivering flowers and you're walking up to a business or to a home, you're representing the company. So we ask that they, you know, dress appropriately, they behave appropriately. Uh, we have to tell the people who are driving the vans that have our logo on the side, do not flip anybody off. <laughs> <You> oh. <know? laughs> 
And and how do they reach out to you if they want to do that? If they want they to, if can, they're interested, they can call the shop at five five nine four three one seven six seven three, or come in and fill out an application and tell us that they're interested in the part time driving position. Most of the positions will begin at seven thirty in the morning and end by two thirty in the afternoon if we have enough drivers. Wonderful. Okay, and tell yep. us what DNL's uh, social media handles are. We are at DNL Roses on Facebook and Instagram. And where are you guys located? We are located. Our main store is at seventy-two eighty North Blackstone on the corner of Blackstone and Minarets in River Park. We also have a location at eight seventy-two Herndon Avenue in Clovis in the parking lot across from the Sprouts Market. There at Clovis and Herndon Avenue. When you guys deliver it to office spaces, Mm because you've told me about this, and then somebody delivers to an office space with a whole bunch of people in there and you're walking through, how do the people react? Oh, it's hysterical. That's that's how I got my start in the business, by helping my friend deliver for his flower shop. And especially on Valentine's Day, you walk into a business and all the women are sitting at their desks and, you know, you walk in and they see you with the flowers and they all look up and they start to smile a little bit and say, oh, well, yeah. And then you say, you know, <laughs> I have an order here for uh, Kalia Metcalf Armstrong. And then you'll hear people go, she sent them to herself. <laughs> it's I used to laugh because I'm like, you women are just so mean to each other. And then they just start laughing. But yeah, it's when you when you walk in with flowers and that's that's another important piece of the Valentine's Day puzzle for anybody who's in a relationship. They want to have those flowers delivered at work in public. So everybody else in the building can see somebody loves them and the bigger the arrangement the happier they will be i have guys that come in and say well i don't know what she would like hey what 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 do women like and i tell them women like anything that you send them (laughs) any flower that you send them as long as you made the effort to do something and show them how much you appreciate them or love them oh Cool. Well, James, thank you so much. I feel so educated about flowers now and can't wait to order something fun at some point. Perfect. Perfect. All right, James. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Please reach out to DNL for your Valentine's and Mother's Day and other events throughout the year. Indeed. All year long, we're there. All right. So thank you, James, for that great interview. So don't forget, if you need flowers, order from Dinell Floral and don't wait till the last minute because they get angry at you, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And it gets crazy. And then, you know, things could be run out or Super be more crazy. expensive and whatever else. So, and if you are an LGBT owner of a business or you run a business and it's LGBT friendly or focused, please let us know. We would love to spotlight you and or your business on the show in the upcoming months. For sure, you can email us us at it's a queer thing t-h-a-n-g at gmail.com okay are you ready for some wonderful awesome happy good news oh god if i must okay go ahead <clears throat> gabriel atal is 34 year old french man he is the french education minister but not anymore he has been named the country's new prime minister openly is- gay yeah I was going to say, why is this important? Because he's gay, 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 gay. He's the youngest ever prime minister and the first openly gay man to serve in that post, making him one of the world's most prominent and powerful LGBTQ politicians. He's a hot little gay guy, too. Is he single? 
I don't know. That was not in my research. <laughs> well, it should be. And I want to know right now, is he single? Because the boys out there want to know because he's a hot one, people. Oh, my goodness. Okay, fine. Here we go. Oh, he is in a relationship. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. At What's the time, name? he What's was in name? a relationship. Uh, Atal. A-T-T-A-L. He was in a relationship with Stephanie. Marcon what? I I don't know what to do. You hold on. <laughs> oh well, this just burst my bubble right there. Stephanie, he's thirty-four. Yes. Where's the top of this article? Okay, here five they say Francis first openly picture. gay minister. He was outed by an old school associate in 2018 when he was named a junior minister, and at the time he had a beard named Stephanie Sejourney. Oh. She was the former political advisor. A beard and not a facial hair beard, people. She was an actual beard. He's not that hot now that I look at the other pictures. He joined the Socialist Party when he was 17. And uh, how old is he now? 34. 34. He looks older than that. He looks sad and depressed, but he's gay. So we. Serious. He's a serious young man. Serious. He's a serious politician, not like we have in this country. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, we're excited for him. Anyways, I have more news, but let, let's let's hear some of your downer news. No, no, get... no. Let's hear your good news. No, I, no, I want My bad news has to crescendo. Go ahead. Tell us uh, your good news. Okay. Well, <laughs> did you know that there is a new professional women's hockey league? No, I didn't. It's is it so in Fresno exciting. or somewhere no, else? No, listen. Okay. So it comprises three teams in Canada and three teams in the United States. Okay. Okay. They were, um, it just started. Their first game was on the 1st of January. Okay. So okay. get this the names of the teams. I'm going to tell you what they are okay. or what they were. Okay? Can I guess? Or are you just going to tell me? I'm just going to tell you because they're okay. bad. Okay. Boston Wicked, the Minnesota Superior, Montreal Echo, New York Sound, Ottawa Alert, and Toronto Torch. Everybody hated these names so much that they're like, oh, never mind. Those are not their names. We're just going to call them by their city. Um, After the inaugural year, we'll come up with actual like logos and mascots <laughs> and colors. But right now, just we just want to play. <laughs> I see. Anyways, they have broadcasting partnerships with TSN, Sportsnet, and CBC in Canada, streaming at League Games and the League's official YouTube channel. So that's how you can watch. And the first game took place on January 1st between New York and Toronto. The first goal was scored by New York's Ella Shelton. Yay! Yay. New York went on to win the game by a score of 4-0. to zero, And the game logged 2.9 million viewers. So that's Oof. pretty good. It was the number one sports or entertainment broadcast of the day. The league's second game took place on January 2nd between Montreal and Ottawa. And the game set a new record for attendance at a professional women's hockey game. So that's good too. And uh, it went into overtime with a score of three to two. And then later on, there was another game with Minnesota. It was another new attendance record. I mean, it's all, it's all good. So, so do all the women's good. hockey teams beat up on each other like the men's hockey teams do? That's part of hockey. Yeah. It is. So, okay. Yeah. I, Kaylee had broke out into sweat when I said that. So, okay. That'd be interesting. And okay. Yeah. I'm excited to get a hold of a schedule and maybe see if I can stream on YouTube some of the games. Watch cause... someone get hit over the head with a hockey stick. I mean, come on. Oh, no. That's high sticking. Don't do that. That's what? No. That's high sticking. Gotta keep your stick on the ground. There's right? a term for that high sticking? Yeah. If the stick comes up past your knee, I think it's past your knee. 
maybe it's pester waste i think it's i don't remember exactly. the analysis i could give to this is really inappropriate <laughs> so i will not okay anyways anyway hooray for women's professional hockey yay women can beat each other up just like men that's right i mean you know, the ERA can't be passed, but this stuff can happen. So that's it's good. 2024, baby. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time that women could beat the shit out of each other in public. Okay. Right. And not just on the rugby field anymore. Now right. we can do it on mm-hmm. skates. It's harder to do on skates. So I'm sure it is. I've never, I've, do you ice skate? Have you ever ice skated? I have ice skated. I'm not terribly good at it, but I can not fall. Very I can't often. imagine anyone as good at it. I used to roller skate when I was young because everybody did in the 70s. But I, James always laughs at this, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> I didn't know time. how to stop. I There's those little skate. bumpers on the front of your roller skates. Yeah. Yeah. I would just put, put mine. You gotta point your toe. Yeah, I did. And then I just fucking fell over. So well, I mean, I, I wasn't I very good at it. You. I can roller skate. I can roller blade. I can ice skate. I can, I can do it all. I have a triple threat. Baby. I haven't seen you do any of that stuff. Well, we, you know what? We could go skating. Clovis Skate exists, my friend. All right. Don't challenge me. I can sit there and have a beer and watch you. I'll go. <laughs> you have to get out there on the floor. You know what they uh, being have? Being there is what counts. They have these little walkers that you can hold on All to. right. That's enough of that. You know, though, for the little kids or the old people or the people tennis who are Tennis balls learning. on the front, little disco yeah, tennis you know, you balls on the front. You just kind of like push it so that you d- won't fall. Oh, I might not push it, but I might use it to bat somebody over the head. <laughs> and I, her name might be Kaylee. But we won't go there. You'd have to catch me first. Oh, I, uh, oh, bitch! I can. Ooh. You know, you can run on ice. I just take off my ice skates and run and catch you. <laughs> I can hire people. I will hire people. Oh my goodness! All okay. right, what's your next little good news? My next little good news is that okay. So in the U.S. military, if you are a a different gendered couple, you get to have IVF, right? Okay, a different gendered couple, a heterosexual couple, right? You know, so a oh, man and a woman, oh, oh, you oh, get to okay. IVF is a thing that you get to do. But if you're right. a same sex couple, you don't get to do. IVF. They don't pay for it because they Oh, suck. it's not covered. You can do no. it. It's just not covered. Yeah, exactly. But they're going to change that. Military veterans who are in same-sex relationships can be reimbursed for the cost of that in vitro fertilization under a new bill introduced by Massachusetts Governor Maura Healy. The measure is part of Healy's honoring, empowering, and recognizing our service members and veterans, or HERO Act. She really wanted the acronym to spell HERO, as you can tell, which she unveiled in November and will receive a hearing this month. Hmm. Okay. I mean, the military is being very progressive about a lot of things, and even though yeah, the GOP is fighting them and trying to, you know, they currently block them on do, everything. They currently do not cover infertility treatments for unmarried uh, veterans or for those of same-sex couples. They have introduced this bill before, actually, and there's a lawsuit against the policy is pending. And yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. There you go. Well, who was the senator that was holding up all the appropriations in the military because he wanted them to not, um, he was against their policy of allowing people in the military to cross state lines. Or wait a minute, am I getting this wrong? No, no, you're not getting it. It's Tommy to Tuberville. Cross state, yeah, Tommy Tuberville was blocking for the longest time the appropriate, yeah. the, the appointees in the military. Yeah. So that, yeah, so that they, because he was against the uh, abortion policy, which was the military was saying, you're allowed to have abortions, you can go, we'll pay, we'll pay for you to go to a state where you can have an abortion. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of holes in the chains of command for a little so while. So the military is very progressive, you know, in, in many, 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 many ways. ways. Yeah. Well, many ways. I mean, ever since Don't Ask, Don't Tell fell, you know, their their trans policies are positive. Their LGBT policies are positive. Um, it's just the problem is that the Republicans keep batting their heads against them for that. I think you could just sum it up by saying the problem is Republicans. The problem is Republicans, basically. And that, you know, and it always will be. Um, okay, I'm out of news. I, You're out uh, of news. Let's talk about the Moms for Liberty, Kaylee. Okay. Let's okay. Talk Let's talk the... about the Moms for Liberty, who is just one controversy after another. There was a late, the latest one today was uh, the Moms for Liberty want to defund Alabama public libraries. They just want to defund it. And there's the Tennessee Moms for Liberty. She, this was great. The Tennessee Moms for Liberty school board member was busted for shoplifting $728 in Target items. She went to Target and stole $728 in items there, and she was busted. Did I ever tell you when I accidentally stole $75 worth of Target stuff? Accidentally? Yeah. What'd you do, try on clothes and walk out of the store? No, it was back when they had those big canvas bags, and so I like walked around the store. Wait, you I... know that we're publicly posting no, this. No, no, hold right? on. This, this, okay. Has the statute of limitations run out on so. this? So okay. I filled up my bag, and then I went to the pharmacy, and I bought my prescription and then I left and I got home and I thought oh shit I didn't pay for any of the stuff in my bag so I went back to Target and I went up to customer service and I was like I'm so sorry I walked out of the store with this bag without paying for my stuff and I need to pay for my stuff and the gal was like oh okay no problem you know can I have your card can I have your ID blah 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 and then she goes okay we've returned the amount to your credit to your card we've refunded you and I was like no no I'm not returning these things <laughs> I'm trying to pay for these things. And she's like, well, then why didn't you just get in the regular line? And I was like, they're baffled by that. that I was happened like, oh, because I came in with them. She's like, well, then you're retired. So she was confused. So then the manager came and he was like, I'm sorry, you realize that you've just admitted to shoplifting over $75 worth of stuff. And we're like supposed to call the police now. And I was like, I'm so sorry. He goes, <laughs> okay, this is what I want you to do. Put the stuff back in your bag, like walk around the store, go through the regular line, like a regular person and just pay for your stuff. And I was like, thank you, sir. That is what I will do. And I put oh the stuff back gosh. in the bag. I walked through the store. I went through the line. I paid for my stuff. I got home. They never canceled the refund that they issued before oh, they charged no. me. <laughs> they are baffled. People in stores are baffled when you try to do something right. We, James and I went to the store once and I was given uh, way too much money and change and I didn't pay attention to it. And then I got out to the car and I realized I was given way too much. And I'm like, I don't want this cashier mm -hmm. to be fired because they gave their till at the end of the day is not going to match up. So we went back inside and I went up to the register and I said, you gave me too much money. And I'm, I'm telling you the look on her face was like a ghost had just walked in the store. She goes, wait, you're telling me that I gave you too much money and you came back in to give it back to me. I said, yeah, I'm giving you the money back. They were baffled by it. It's yeah. all, and they almost didn't want to take it because they were so confused by the situation. Yeah. It's strange. But Moms for Liberty clearly knew what she was doing. 700, you don't accidentally steal 700. Oh, yeah. And this is on that. top of the three-way, which we all know about, the three-way that they had that was videotaped. And that was Bridget Ziegler and her brilliant husband. She's still in power. She has not been removed, oh. but her, hus her husband, Christian Ziegler, has been removed by the Florida GOP. I, I Okay, here's the thing. I don't know very much about this story because the hot takes that I have seen seem to be very close or if not completely into slut shaming and I'm not about that so if it's a consensual three-way I do not have a problem with that I have a problem with hypocrisy 
So if you're saying right, I can have a three-way and what you it's can't about. have a three-way, then we've got a problem. But like, no, no, no. I feel like and, and, she's done enough other shitty things that like, does that make sense? Like, I Well, what other shitty things has she done? Well, Stuff that 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 gets away in this country where she's trying to uh, shame LGBTQ people and say that LGBTQ people shouldn't have rights and shouldn't have books and shouldn't have this and shouldn't have that. There's no way to fight that in this country right now because she seems, when she's doing it, like a good Christian woman. And I know I, you and I agree on this, but let's face it, in this country, in the state it is right now, if you're a good Christian person, and you can't see me on the podcast, but I'm holding up quotes on fire here. Yes, if on, you are that, you can- visual podcast here. <laughs> yeah, our visual podcast. You can go after all the LGBTQ people, but once it comes out that you did something, again, quotes, immoral which i don't think is immoral kaylee doesn't think is immoral right we don't care that they had three ways we care just like I, i've had this conversation with so many people like when there were politicians in congress who were gay but were not out and we all kind of knew they were gay and they were pet like lindsey graham and they're passing anti-gay policies our conversation has always been do we come after them because we don't want to out somebody or slut shame them as kaylee is saying because we don't disagree with that stuff but if you use the power you have in government or on school boards or any of this to shame the disenfranchised communities like lgbtq people while you were doing things that you would say is immoral if an lgbtq person did it then yes it's perfectly fair to go after them that's how i feel no i i agree with you i agree yeah. with you i just feel like sometimes that nuance gets lost because the the gleeful masses are just like he he what a slut and i'm like right but it matters it's not the sex act that's the problem <laughs> like just well you know and there were I mean? actually two people there was a young female student and another guy that spoke out in public meetings recently mm -hmm. that said look it's not about you having a three-way we don't care that you did that but now that that's come out let's talk about your anti-lgbtq policies so yeah. it's a tool that we use to call out the hypocrisy of these people because let's face it if bridget had said if there was a, a let's say there was a gay guy on the school board who had had a three-way with two other guys she would not have the same feeling about that as she would with her and her husband and another woman so yeah. you know it's about that so if we can use her perfectly legitimate three-way i've had them kaylee has had them we've all had them so there's nothing wrong with three ways that's your sexuality and how you practice sex is perfectly up to you but if you're if you're doing that and then on top of it criticizing other people for their sexuality then it's a big problem so this the moms for liberty thing is crashing and burning and plus in the election the last election they lost a whole bunch of people off the school boards because they didn't get elected because um yes. i think people are seeing through them so i'm loving that whole story indeed my other story is about ohio recently which i really hate to go after ohio because i have lots of family in ohio and ohio was the state that uh, passed the abortion the freedom to abortion uh law this uh last the end of in the summer of last year issue number one i think it was called so you can have an abortion in ohio but now the congress in ohio passed an anti-trans bill that the governor in ohio vetoed governor mike dewine vetoed it uh, this bill would have prevent doctors from preventing prescribing hormones, prebuty blockers, and gender transition surgery before patients turn 18. It would also prohibit transgender girls and women from playing on female sports teams in high school and college. He vetoed it. Well, Congress came back this uh, last week and said, nope, 
we override your veto so it's back in play and then there was this lovely woman in ohio who is she's a bible thumping ohio lawmaker who is promoting an anti-trans bill and she suggested that trans people should be drowned because as she quotes in luke 17 jesus says that if you cause one of these little ones of mine to stumble it would be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck and be thrown into the deepest sea this is in government that she is saying this and that's a whole we can have a whole conversation about the separation of church and state but this country's gone crazy on trans people and ohio is not doing very well at the moment yeah sickening and horrifying for sure horrifying yeah so that's chris chris is the horrifying <laughs> part of it kaylee it was the happy female hockey players part of it okay are you done yeah. with your sad and depressing can i <laughs> i may have an I, I may have more later but we can go on let's talk about vulvas Yes, please. Okay, <laughs> real fast. I have to say all these headlines. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. I jumped ahead. People, Jillian Anderson. You know, Jillian Anderson. Yay, we love Jillian amazing. Anderson. She's from the X-Files, in case you don't know. Anyway. Sex education. And, and sex education. Okay, she wore a beautiful dress. Okay, and it had these like, oh, are those flowers? Are they petals? Oh, they're embroidered vulvas. The headlines kept saying vaginas <laughs> they said vagina 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 and i was like they're not and then they would say in the text of the articles they would say vulva but like vagina i guess is more of an exciting i mean <laughs> you know but it was like that was the word in all the headlines it was kind of it was it was frustrating and annoying you're saying but, vagina but, was the word in all the headlines yeah they kept saying I, I, I did see vagina today when i was looking into this but i saw vulva a lot too but vulvas. i mean but the original first big rush of headlines were all right. vaginas. And then people were like, yo, that's not what it's called. <laughs> You're giving people too much credit, Kalia. Too much okay, credit. So here are my favorite things about this dress. About vulvas okay. or vaginas? Well, no. <laughs> or the dress. Oh, the dress. The dress. Okay. We'll talk about the dress. That's a whole other conversation. Okay. That'll be a supplemental episode. So they asked her, like, why? You know, why? Why the vulvas? And she was like, oh, so many reasons. So many reasons. <laughs> okay, so obviously she has she's on a show called Sex Education. Okay, great, 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 great. show, great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also she is like the spokesperson for a new product, and it is a drink, and it oh, is I didn't called G Spot. Chris, oh shut up! G Spot is the sweet spot between taste and functionality. Ah! <laughs> you guys, well that it is. I mean, she's got Google, that right. Googling Jillian Anderson's G Spot was not on my 2024 bingo card, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> G-Spot by Jillian Anderson. Okay, oh I have to God. read this to you. G-Spot drinks are refreshing, natural, soft drinks filled to the brim with life-enhanced adjuncts. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just looked it up. You're absolutely right. And nootropics. They have unique thirst-quenching flavors that also invigorate and boost performance and cognitive functions. Cognitive functions. <laughs> you guys. Okay. Wait, the next line is better. And yes, they taste as good as they sound. <laughs> there's soothe, lift, protect, and arouse. Oh, Jesus. Arouse is sold out. What? There's, what? The arouse flavor is sold out. However, <laughs> there is a variety pack that is called Friends with Benefits that you can buy. Kalia, be quiet. I'm ordering them right now. Uh, 10% off your first order if you sign up for exclusive G-Spot content. Oh, Jesus. 
corn flowers and sage, berries and peppercorn. Find oh your G spot today. Oh my God, Lumi's gonna Lumi's gonna steal these flavors. I guarantee it. Oh my God, how much are they? I'm checking right now. The frequently asked questions are: When is the best time to drink a G spot? What is the best <laughs> way to enjoy a G spot? Oh, Kalia, tell us the answer, please. And is G spot vegan? Oh my God. Yes, by the way. I guess if she didn't vegan. have a steak, if she didn't have a steak for dinner, I guess it's vegan. Uh, the, all the prices are in euros. What the hell is this? I guess it's not sold in this country. Is that right? Um, I, Arouse, lift, protect. What the hell is protect? <laughs> There's a big condom around that can. What the hell is going on? Um, protect is to boost your immunity. Hello. It's to protect you from getting sick. Uh-huh. It's filled with lemon, ginger, turmeric, and meadow sweet, creating a comforting yet refreshing and invigorating taste profile. Yep. It's gonna it's gonna come in a spray bottle. You in, can also at any buy a uh, art of pleasure t-shirt on this website. Oh. And there's G-Spot hats. I see those on bags and shopping bags. So you can put your G-Spot and your t-shirt in the shopping bag while you're wearing your little winter beanie and drinking arouse, lift, oh or protect. God. It's a G-Spot beanie. <laughs> it is. It says g right on there. Dead. You do not even understand when I realized what this was today while I was doing my research. I was like, oh my God. And there's like no one I can tell because I have to wait until we get on the air. <laughs> I can't believe Arouse, which is new, is sold out. Oh yeah. And, it, it, and it's labeled, it's labeled with Netflix sex education. Yep. Passion yep. fruit and oh passion fruit and <laughs> habanero. Do you know what habanero is? Yes. Super spicy. <laughs> it's with added adaptogens and nootropics, whatever the hell that is. I don't is. know what a nootropic is. I, I like either. in these pictures, they're also like half, like some of them are in like a regular glass, you know, with some ice or whatever. Arouses uh -huh. in a freaking like martini glass. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and it has vitamins B6, C, and D. Well, hell, right there. And it's got those vitamins in it. Let's go for it. Oh, Jillian, I love you even more. Anyways, Jillian Anderson, we we love you. So what'd you think of the dress? I mean, if you look at the dress, the dress you is don't, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's white and or beige, and you don't really notice the the embroidery right away. I didn't see it on the show, and I didn't watch the watch the whole show, so I didn't see it. But then I saw the picture. I was like, yeah, that's a great dress. And then I zoomed in. I'm like, oh, that is a special dress, isn't it? Very so I wanted to know what other wacky, crazy, progressive political dresses mm -hmm. have been worn. Do you, uh, do you remember in the 2021 Met Gala, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wore dress saying tax the rich on it? Oh, yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was a big that controversy. Was a good dress. Yep. Um, in the 2021 Met Gala, Congressman Carolyn B. Maloney wore a uh, dress made out of banners saying equal rights for women and carrying a handbag that said yes to ERA, which we haven't even passed yet. Megan Rapinoe, who was who is the soccer player who just mm -hmm. retired, she wore a um, a little clutch emblazoned with the message in gay we trust. And then Nikki DeJagger, better known as Nikki Tutorials, she wore a look inspired by the activist Marsha P. Johnson oh. um, at the 2021 Met Gala. And then Cara Del Del. Del, 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 Del
at the 2021 gala that says peg the patriarchy i thought you would like that oh i do like that who who is it she is an actress and i can't pronounce her last name del d-e-l-e-v-i-n-g-n-e delavigny delavigny Kara Delavigny wore a dress that said "Peg the Patriarchy." So there's there's a history of this stuff, and uh, but I love Jillian's thing mostly because the most biggest reason I love Jillian Jillian's dress is because a lot of people probably didn't notice, and then they were standing up there talking to her, and they looked down and they saw oh vulva 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 vulva. They were probably drinking a G spot at the time. So so did you watch the Golden Globes? What I tend to do with award shows anymore is I record them. I don't watch them so that I can later go through it in like 15 minutes, which which yeah. I did uh, in the last couple of days on my lunch hour. I would zoom through it. So I watched I watched it on fast forward. Can I just say that guy, Joe that guy. Coy? The oh, guy that was a hit. Monologue. It was awful. Oh, my it God. Was it awful. was so bad. He was I did so watch that live. Funny. I watched just the opening, and it was a train wreck. And I yeah. like Joy, Joe Coy. I really do. But, uh, boy, what a train wreck of a, of a I, The only thing I've ever seen him do in the past is, like, bad accent humor. And so I was, like, a little worried. Well, he does him. a lot of accent. Filipino accents because he's a Filipino and he, he jokes about his mom and I think it's very funny when he does that I mean it's his culture and he jokes about it I think he's very funny he dated Chelsea Handler for a long time I think he's good but this was it was, it was cringeworthy bad. it was it cringeworthy was real bad yeah, yeah. real bad and there's yeah. even been stories the last couple of days about Greta Gerwig commented today because he made a Barbie joke about how Oppenheimer was about the invention of the nuclear weapon and Barbie was about a doll with big boobs and Greta Gerwig commented on it and she said well it is a movie about a doll with big boobs she was very nice about it and then he apparently went after uh, Taylor Swift which oh. I, I saw the Taylor Swift joke live and I thought it was a good joke I think that that's oh. that's a funny I think joke that's a dumb joke that has been made a zillion times and people need to get over it like it's not even funny and here's the thing like she doesn't have to laugh at your joke she didn't like glower she didn't like well, who knows if she even heard it? She was in she the just, audience and the camera focused on her. Who who cares what she thinks? It's right? either a joke or it's not. And his joke was basically there's more shots of Taylor Swift at the football game than there is at the Golden Globes. Yes, and I which think that's a is valid a joke that they have made. I can't even tell you. All the late night people have already made that. Well, I haven't heard it before. And I, it wasn't made about the Golden Globes because he nobody else right. was at the Golden Globes. But I thought it was a good joke. He was just taking a drink. I think it's funny that everyone's all mad that she, her reaction was so negative. I feel like she was taking a drink. Like, Well, really? if you notice, though, there was a whole story about Selena Gomez saying something to Taylor Swift. And the lip readers were trying to see what she said. And it turned out it was all B- BS. Yeah. So I don't listen to a lot of that. And I saw Taylor Swift when they focused on her and i'm right they were just who knows if she, if she even heard the joke anyways i don't really get into award shows but there we have it okay so we do have a couple of upcoming events that we want to make sure that we put into your heads people so first of all because it's time pressing is tomorrow the fresno state women's basketball ride day is happening doors open at the save mart center at one o'clock and then tip off is at two o'clock and they are going to be playing against utah and tickets are only five dollars so they're affordable you can go and watch the but you should definitely go out. I know that I'm going to be there with a couple of my kickball friends and where a couple of people are bringing their kids and it's just going to be a good time watching women's basketball. So, All right. And next week we have the California LGBTQ Caucus. It's a rural tour happening at the Tower Theater. 
on uh, Thursday, January 18th from 6 to 7.30. It's an engaging evening uh, as the California Legislative LGBTQ Caucus embarks on the fourth segment of their rural tour. It's an in-person event sponsored by the Fresno Council Vice President Annalisa Perea, and it's an opportunity to come together and directly discuss with LGBTQ state legislators the issues that matter most to our community. And we'll post that in our show notes, and it's on our Facebook page as well. So, and it's free. So, yeah, definitely. And Kaylee and I will be there if you just want to come and get our autographs. We'll be there. So, yeah, good times. Anything else coming up, Chris? Well, I just want to say on our next show, our next episode next week, we will have Jen Cruz, who is running for the Fresno County Board of Supervisors. We'll be interviewing her live, so tune in for that. That's on the nineteenth on the radio, and we will release it as a as a podcast on the twentieth. So we will interview Jen about how she is trying to come into the Fresno County Board of Supervisors to bring some kind of rationality and logic to that crazy board. Indeed. So one other thing coming up is the Trams Ball 2024 is going to be on February 10th. And the theme this year is Candyland. And it's going to be at Fresno City College. You can get more information by checking out the Imperial Dove Court. Also, just a thing coming up really fast is that the IDC's Closet Ball is on Saturday the 20th. So that's only a week or so away. You could also get more information. That has an event page on Facebook. So the IDC Closet Ball. Welcome to the circus is the theme for that. Okay, and then you can uh, check out Rise of the Villains, which is the Fresno Rainbow Pride pageant happening on Saturday, March 9th. Um, You can be a contestant. They're looking for contestants right now to do that. And guess what? The winning contestants will be openers for the Sandra Bernhard show here in Fresno. So, And there's a cash prize, $300 cash prize. That's even, that's good too. Sandra Bernhard and money. So that's Rise of the Villains. Check out the Fresno Rainbow Pride Parade and Festival Facebook page, and you can get all the information about that. You can apply at uh, by con- uh, emailing Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-E dot Fresno Rainbow Pride at gmail.com. That's on our Facebook page, too, if you want to see it. The deadline is the 19th. Yeah, cool. there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Okay, well, that about sums up our show. You can always contact us at uh, it's a queer thang, T H A N G, at gmail.com. If you have somebody you want to come on the show, if you want to talk to us about anything, you have any questions, any fun stuff to talk about, email us there. Yes. And if you're interested in my book reviews that we're not really doing anymore, but I'm still doing them. So I'm very happy to talk books with any of you who are interested. I'm happy and- to sit in the room with you, Kaylee, and have you review some <laughs> books for me. Okay. I, and we didn't do we didn't do books or movies, um, but we'll do some next week because I just finished uh, streaming a great series uh, that was on Showtime that was really worth it. Oh, okay. Well, no spoilers. We'll talk about that. And and a very wonderful queer show just got canceled. So yes, we already have two things. To talk I heard about, about that today. Are you sad? I. You know what? Actually, I'm not sad, and I will tell you why. It was it two ended, seasons of that? It was two beautiful seasons, and it had a happy ending. Well, then tell I, them what it is. Okay, we don't need to it, wait for that. No, no, we do not. It is Our Flag Means Death. It is the gay pirate show. It had a slow start for me. It took me, like, I think four episodes, maybe five, before I was like, oh, I get it, and I love it. The second season was amazing, and it had a happy ending. I was very pleased with the ending. 
it would have been great to spend more time with these characters, but honestly, the story ended, and I'm okay with where it ended. Sometimes it's good. It ends on time instead of dragging it out for years, so sometimes that's good. And I mean, like, the only thing I can think of that they would have done in the third season would have been to, like, take away that happy ending, and then even if they gave the characters a different happy ending, it may or may not have been as good. Sometimes it just goes on too long. Yeah. So anyways, but you should watch it, Chris, now that you know it has a happy ending and it ends Now that I know it's only two seasons, I might. I watched like four or five episodes in the beginning and then I stopped. So, Um, and I'll just tell you what my show was just so you can go watch it. So don't miss it. It's on Showtime. It's called Fellow Travelers. And it was up for some awards at the Golden Globes. It's got Matt Bomer in it. It's about the gay hysteria in the 50s and 60s when people were literally unable to be gay and were prosecuted and hunted and uh, hunted politically for what they were doing. It's a very important show. And those of us who are of a certain age, we know what it was like at that time. But for those of you who are younger who think, oh, you've always been able to be gay openly, you haven't watched this show. Okay. So just to point out again, this is our personalities to a T. Chris is like, it's a very important show. It's sad and depressing and it's bad shit happens. And I'm over here like, they were gay pirates. It's a fun pirate show. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's about politics and controversy and political retribution. (laughs) And Kaylee is about people on the high seas prancing around in their pirate outfits so that's the basic difference people between (laughs) Kalia and me and that's why we work so well together because we bring both sides of the equation that's right that's right totally watch my show because it's cool (laughs) yeah watch mine too it's better (laughs) have you seen it no (laughs) yeah But, but see okay what you were describing sounds like a very important show (laughs) <laughs> fuck you it is it's still very good oh i'll give you this too kalia it covers it deals with aids in the 80s oh, of to, yeah so to add more fun to the equation i'm like oh it's been a hard day i ran a 5k i'm tired you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna like sit on the couch and like have a nice night with a glass of wine what should i watch something that's gonna bum me the fuck out or gay pirates gay pirates are gonna win every time just, uh, well, that's just world. what it is. I prefer to think. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, they're both very valid shows, people. <laughs> Eat some gummies and watch Our Flag Means Death. Or have a nice steak dinner, hang out with some intelligent people, and watch Fellow Travelers. I'm just saying. Wow. Wow. done we're out of here have a great week you guys welcome to 2024 people we will see you in a week we'll take the ride with you see you next time he's the youngest president of the republic in history wait the president he's the prime minister well it says president on my little thing I could hear, I could read and hear it. The youngest president of the Republic in history appoints the, oh, I didn't read the rest of the sentence. Oh my God. Appoints the youngest prime minister in history. I was like, hold on. Okay. <laughs>